Hey there, folks. It is I, Sam Field, and welcome to the Thursday edition of the podcast. As always, this is uh, for you audio subscribers, so welcome. Uh, contact info as usual. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at somebody underscore NGC. Minds and Gap at Sam Whitfield. Facebook.com forward slash Whitfield Report. TheSamWhitfield.com for all your, uh, you know, needs. I'm going to have a few articles uh, posted up there. Hopefully this weekend for real this time, folks. Um, and also you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you subscribe to podcasts. And please be sure. Uh, to leave the show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify um, if you are so inclined to do so. And yes, folks, I realize that that last part of the copy is, uh, you know, kind of redundant considering that, well, you're already listening to this, you know, in a podcast app, most likely Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you know, since those are the those are the two big, you know, big primary ones that, you know, my uh, listeners go to, and I really appreciate that. But, uh, you know, please consider consider leaving a good review. It really helps this show out. So, anyway, folks, uh, what's going on? Well, this week, uh, you know, obviously... Thursdays tend to be like the more pop culture centered uh, days on the show here at the Whitfield Report. So I do like to, uh, you know, focus a bit more on that. However, as Andrew Breitbart once said, politics is downstream from culture. And oftentimes, uh, Politics and pop culture. In fact, more and more these days, it unfortunately seems like they mix a little too often. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I think I've been here for as long as I have been doing this whole podcasting thing. As I've said, I'm a guy who, you know, from an early age was into politics like in school and whatnot but i was more of like a pop culture guy i i've been to comics since i was like a really young kid and um you know i grew up like watching batman the animated series and uh you know like playing every superhero video game i could get my hands on but but i also used to go to the comic shop and actually, like, collect comics. And, uh, you know, that was actually how I discovered podcasting initially was because uh, a long time ago, two of the guys who owned uh, the comic book store, I don't know if they owned the comic book store, but I think one of them might have worked there, uh, one of the guys who worked at the uh, comic book store in Denver that I used to, you know, go to growing up, 
he and uh, his friend, they did a podcast. I can't even remember what the name of it was uh, anymore, but it's, you know, now defunct. And they were doing this, like, in 2007, you know, 2008, around the time I started. Uh, you know, back when, like, you know, and they had a lot of an account back when, like, you know, podcasting was expensive. And, you know, they did well, but they uh, they just didn't, you know, they weren't able to make any money off of it, and not that they were all looking to do, but, it, you know, it got, like, real expensive for a hobby, and plus, I think one of them, like, changed jobs, so they just weren't able to do it anymore. Uh, you know, maybe now if they were to return to something like that in 2019 with, uh, you know, Anger and other free podcasting hosts out there, maybe that would you know, maybe they would be more more successful today. I think they would. But the reason why I bring kind of that backstory up real quick is because, uh, you know, there's been a bit of a kerfuffle uh, in the media this past week over uh, the Joker movie that just came out uh, this past weekend. And, uh, although I haven't seen it, I saw, I, I've basically seen the spoiler reviews for it. I don't care, folks. I am going to see it when it comes out on video, probably. I might go see it in the theater, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's one of those movies that I don't really care if I know the spoilers, you know, for, or not, plus, uh, you know, I kind of felt like, even though I wasn't going to see it, I kind of needed to, you know, read some of them to do this analysis. And uh, I'm not really going to be reviewing the film, obviously, since I haven't seen it yet. Although, you know, if I do see it in theaters, I probably will review it for you guys. But I want to cover the controversy that has kind of, you know, been sparked as a result of it. Because, my God, folks. You would think that this would, you know, that this Joker movie was going to cause fucking World War Three, You know, or like the, the downfall of Western civilization or, you know, America or, you know, what, whatever. Like, you know. These journalists were saying that there was going to be, like, violence from, uh, you know, incelibates, and there were going to be all these mass shootings on opening night, and all of this crazy stuff because of, you know, the, apparently the, the, uh, you know, the controversial content in the, the Joker movie. And then... People actually went and saw it, and they were like, wow, it's a very thought-provoking film. You know, it's a very it, it's a very good film, but it's a lot like Taxi Driver. And, uh, you know, which I kind of figured, because I, I read some of the, of the uh, interviews with the director beforehand, I, I can't even remember the guy's name, but he's the guy who did the Hangover movies, uh, as well, and I remember, uh, you know, reading 
a uh, interview with him and saying that a lot of the Joker movie uh, was based off of De Niro's or was inspired by uh, the films Taxi Driver and uh, King of King of Comedy, which starred Robert De Niro and was directed by Martin Scorsese, which is what I meant to say just a second ago. Yeah, the Scorsese film. And I've seen both of those films. Uh, I saw... Yeah, I saw them both in a uh, college film studies class. When I was over at, you know, State College of Florida before I transferred over to where I am now, I basically took like, for I think five semesters of film studies classes, either like electives or English, you know, classes, because I had the option to. So it was great, and I got to, you know, study basically film and movies and media, all the shit that I'm, you know, into and write papers. And it was still a hard class, but, you know, I enjoyed it, so. Uh, but anyway, I saw, you know, I saw Taxi Driver. And, uh, you know, I saw King of Comedy in those classes. You know, very taxi driver for being, like, almost 45 years old. It came out, like, in, I think I just read on IMDb a second ago, uh, 1976 is when it came out. So, that's roughly, like, 45 you know, years old almost. You know, or close to it. Uh, hard to believe that, you know, films like that in Star Wars are, you know, getting this old, but, you know, nevertheless, I digress. They're, you know, they're classic movies. And so, you know, knowing that and... You know, knowing that Taxi Driver is a violent movie, it's a good film, and anyone who hasn't seen it and is into movies probably should, but but it is a violent film. And, uh, you know, it's about, like, a Vietnam vet who comes back to New York City in the 70s when New York was a dump, and he kind of becomes a vigilante of sorts and kind of an anti-hero. He's a bit crazy. Uh, You know, Travis Bickle is the, uh, you know, titular character. He's not really evil, but he's not good. He was, like, one of the first anti-heroes. And, uh, you know, from what it seems like to me, they they took the Travis Bickle character, uh, you know, for this Joker film, and basically it was like, well, what if Travis Bickle really was? You know, if he really did turn evil. And that's what we presumably got with the Joker again. You know, I haven't seen it, but, you know, I, I've seen them in the spoilers, and yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like, you know, a big taxi driver thing. And I, I'm not, like, saying that dismissively or critically, I'm just, here's my point in, ask, you know, in saying that. So... I guess I just get frustrated because whenever the media 
says something like these, you know, these films are going, you know, like Joker, they're, they're too controversial. They're going to cause, you know, mass violence among, you know, incels and disgruntled people. You know, first of all, there's no evidence for that, that what, you know, that's complete. That's all, you know, subjective. Um, and also, like I said, Taxi Driver, which this film is largely based on, you know, is close to 45 years old, you know, about, about there. And that movie could just as easily inspire someone to go out and do crazy things. And that film is way older. Right? People that had access to that film for way, for way long. So, you know, why does the Joker get singled out? I mean, I can think of maybe like a, a couple reasons. The thing with the Joker as a character is, I mean, the Joker, at the end of the day, Obviously, there have been different interpretations, you know, some of which are very can be like the Adam, you know, West Batman, and some that are kind of silly. But at the end of the day, like, the Joker, the Joker started off as like a serial killer in the Batman comics in like the, the 1940s. Like, he's always been a, uh, you know, a fucked up individual, and there's there's been debate in the comics for years about whether or not, like, the Joker is like a psychopath, you know, and he can't get if he's mentally ill, you know, or if he's just like a truly cold blooded and ruthless killer and knows exactly what what he's doing. There's been all this speculation that he's like Deadpool that can break the fourth wall. I mean, there are endless Joker theories out. Now, the other thing with this particular, uh, you know, version is it's been suggested, and I actually believe that this could be the case, that, like, in this, uh, in this universe, right, in this alternate timeline that the Joker takes place in that uh, Arthur Fleck the Joker that we know in this movie isn't the Joker that we know Uh, he's not the Joker that ends up fighting Batman but he inspires you know the Joker or you know there have been other speculations that this was all you know, a man's dream, and he's he's imagining being Joker, you know, or something like that, because of the psychotic breaks in the movie. Now, you know, I don't know what to say about all that, but I will say that the Joker has been, you know, a, a very iconically, an iconic character for... 70 years, 
the seventy in the seventy five years that Batman has been around, you know, the Joker has pretty much been there as well. Batman's a little bit older as like a character himself, but I mean Joker's been around for decades and decades as well. So there are from plenty of you know chances for people to do insane shit you know in real life because of the joke and this is one thing that really you know this pops up like every few years and it really bothers me when it happens I brought this up after the uh, El Paso shooting But we've gotten to the point now where it seems like anytime there's, you know, a, a film like The Joker or, you know, a Netflix series, I this was the same thing for Netflix's The Punisher, you know, or video games like Grand Theft Auto. There's always a small group of individuals out there who are, you know, they may be small, but they're very loudmouth. And they like to say shit like, the Joker is going to, you know, inspire shootings, or, you know, uh, my favorite one is, is Grand Theft Auto is going to, you know, cause kids to commit school shooting. And this was back in, like, 2002, uh, you know, when Vice City came out. And, you know, like, I remember, you know, like, even though I was young then, I had played a little bit, and I remember, like, there were all these, like, you know, news stories on TV, like, you know, oh, don't let your kids, you know, play GTA Vice City. It's horribly violent and it could cause your kids to become mass shooters well you know i grew up playing gta i turned out okay uh you know other than a fucked up sense of humor somewhat you know in terms of like i like dark humor but you know i probably would have gotten that anyway um you know through comedy or something and my my parents my parents raised me on the Big Lebowski, too, all right? And, you know, I mean, come on. But uh, all joking aside, well, actually not all joking aside. I take that back because my point is the media, the, the media, I would say, the journalistic press at this point loves to blame entertainment Anytime some tragedy goes wrong, you know, and they do it on the right and the left, uh, you know, curiously enough now we've kind of seen that change where, you know, the, I guess the more conservative, like, libertarian types like myself, you know, now we're the culture warriors and, you know, the, the, the PC fun police, the politically correct, you know, police of the left, they're becoming the kind of the, they're joining forces with the religious right and, and pearl, uh, 
Fletcher. Right? Neither of the two extremes are good. I believe that, you know, life mimics art and art, art mimics life. And we should, you know, have films like The Joker and like Taxi Driver and, uh, you know, all those out there. I mean, you know, for for cripe's sakes, I mean, John Wick too. John Wick, that series is another example. John Wick is very violent, right? But the media wasn't complaining, you know, as much about John Wick, you know, causing a controversy. That's the other thing. The media, they kept... They get bored easily, you know, the establishment media on the on both the right and the left. And so they make, you know, stuff up about, you know, these movies causing violence and whatnot. I just think it's ridiculous. And I it actually pisses me off a little bit because there are so many more things that are newsworthy in our society that actually do matter, you know, and, like, media and entertainment causing violence in America, yeah, I mean, I suppose that, you know, there might be a few people, but that's, like, that's, like, one in, you know, maybe a thousand that goes crazy and tries and does, it's, violent media and violent movies, you know, and violent video games, you know, causing people to go out and cause mass destruction. That that's not exactly an epidemic here in America, and I I don't think it will be. I do, however, think you know it it will become one if the if you know the media keeps like freaking out about it. Which, to be honest, I kind of I'm always suspicious when they do get you know when they do like right. right Right reviews like you know oh the Joker movie is controversial or you know the Dark Knight is controversial or something like that because it's almost like well do you want something to happen I mean sometimes the way they write about it it almost seems like they're eager for something I don't know but I I don't like it I don't like it one bit um at all really. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that the media, uh, or I should say the journalistic press in heavy air quotes at that, you know, and, and, and the religious right too, uh, you know, the fact that they're like freaking out about movies and whatnot, you know, and the, in this day and age, it, it's ridiculous. Um, you know, no one, no one should be afraid of the cinema and no one should be afraid of, you know, ideas, even though I, if I disagree with them, look, there are lots of, you know, left-wing films that, you know, you could say are propaganda films that I don't agree with. See, I'm, but I don't think they should be, you know, censored or banned and, Honestly, I mean, I for one am 
smart enough to, you know, see through a lot of the bullshit in these movies, and this is also in the audiences, too. I, I realize that we kind of live in, in somewhat of a dumbed-down down population, but I, I do think that people are getting smarter because of long-form conversations, you know, and podcasts and whatnot, so I don't think we're entirely fucked because of, of our media, uh, at least in terms of entertainment. I think sometimes the news and real-life events, I think that actually fucks up our, you know, uh, society more. I think the fact that so many people are on antidepressants and SSRIs, I think that's a real problem. I do think mental health is a problem here in America, and I would like to see us, maybe as a society, you know, do a better job of taking care of one another, you know, and helping, uh, you know, people who need mental health, I, you know, who need mental health services. And I don't think that the government, you know, is necessarily, uh, you know, the proper solution, at least federally in this. But I do think that, you know, maybe different states, maybe different local governments, church groups, you know, what have you. I, I I do think that there are ways to approach this situation, but getting rid of pop culture, you know, media is, uh, you know, not going to, uh, you know, help that. Uh, it's actually funny. I've been talking about Tool for the past couple of weeks, that band, and, I mean, the song Vicarious off of the 10,000 Days album, that first track, is really about how the American news media, you know, glorifies violence and, you know, whatnot, and how people experience, you know, death kind of vicariously, but they don't, you know, it, it desensitizes them, and it, it, you know, that song is true. So, but do we get rid of the media, the news media? No. Um, so... I just think that this whole thing is stupid, but, uh, you know, and look, I, I actually brought this very same point up like a few months ago, uh, you know, when Trump was saying that violent video games, you know, and violent media are, were, you know, were to blame for El Paso. I was like, no, Donnie, you're wrong. I like you, but you're wrong, on buddy. You're wrong. Uh, so, I don't know, folks. It's a crazy world out there, and, uh, you know, if we can at least be entertained somewhat, then, uh, what the hell is the point of all of it? Anyway, um, like I said, I'll, I'll probably see the Joker movie once it comes out on, you know, I said DVD, but do people use those? I'll probably, like, rent it off of Apple Movies, or, you know, if it's on Amazon Prime early enough, I'll get then. I don't know. If, if someone, if someone wants to buy me a ticket, you know, to go, uh, review, or, or, you know, like, send me, 
some money for a movie ticket or, or whatnot, you know, PayPal me that way. You know, feel free. I'll, I'll go, I'll go review it, but, you know, money is kind of tight, like, as a college student, so, you know, like, I've got my streaming entertainment that I'm already paying for, for and I'm, you know, enjoying that. I don't like movie theaters all that much, to be honest, although, you know, there are exceptions. I will go see the new James Bond movie when that comes out, and, of course, also the new Star Wars movie, like, those are must-see, and although I didn't see The Last John Wick, you know, just because the opening weekend, like, fell right when I was midterm, and then I just never had to go and see all the, you know, that one. I will see number four. In the- I I have to. Uh, you know, so there are certain movies, but, but generally I just like to wait for stuff to come out. Know on DVD or home. Uh, speaking of which, El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, is coming out on Friday, and uh, I can't fucking wait. Honestly, I really can't. Uh, it's gonna be epic, and uh, well, hopefully. I say that now, uh, and I, I like I'm ninety percent sure it will be good because it's Vince Gilligan and he's fantastic. Maybe I'll do, maybe I'll like live tweet it with Jason or you know Tate or something. The guys from On Tap, and uh, they don't know that I want to do a live tweet session. Uh, you know until they're hearing this. But, uh, really, if if any of you guys want to, like, live tweet it with me, you know, on Friday, or maybe, like, do a live tweet session or, like, a podcast, if if anyone's down for that, DM me on Twitter, like I said, or, you know, tweet me at Tim to see. I'm I'm fucking excited because it's breaking bad. Oh, yeah, and that's the other point. I wanted to make, and I realize I'm kind of rambling, but that's what I like to do on the Thursday show, just ramble and, you know, get the stuff on my mind, off my mind, and I was thinking about this with the with the whole Joker movie, right? We've also had shows like The Sopranos and Breaking Bad, and with Breaking Bad especially, like, the whole premise of the show is that, like, a, you know, we got, like, a mild-mannered, you know, high school chemistry teacher, Walter White, and he basically gets turned into, like, a, into, like, an evil drug, you know, an evil, ruthless, you know, drug lord over the course of, like, five seasons, and in reality... In the timeline of Breaking Bad, the whole entire series, like, takes place in just, like, a year and a half. Maybe not even, like, a... Maybe not even, like, a year and a half. Maybe it's... You're like... But the whole, like, storyline, it's it's not very long. And so... Right, by the logic of, uh... 
you know, by the logic of all these, you know, critics not complaining that Joker is going to cause violence, well, we should all be, we should all be shitting the bed collectively over, uh, you know, Breaking Bad, because Breaking Bad could inspire your, your local high, high school chem- chemistry teacher to become a meth cook, right? And I'm laughing as I'm saying that, and you guys are probably, probably chuckling as well, chuckling as well, but seriously, with all the outrage and whatnot, that's where we're headed. You know, like, yeah, there's, there's violence out there in the, you know, world, and, you know, obviously, I, I do think that we've been desensitized, but I don't think, you know, I think that has to do more with our actual news, and less of our entertainment. That, honestly, folks, that's why I've partially stepped away from politics. Like I've said, I'm not fully retired, uh, you know, but I'm doing like a fusion of politics and entertainment now where I'll cover you know, politics more on like Saturday and then do you know, this pop culture thing on Thursday or sometimes I'll reverse you know, either way, I can't do the politics thing strictly you know, why? Because starting to do a mess with my brain and my, uh, it was starting to mess with my mental health, so you know, like, when I talk politics, like, I'm the guy at, I'm basically like a guy at a bar who likes to talk politics with my buddies. Like, that's, that's what this podcast is when I cover politics. You know, I don't try and pretend like I'm some super, you know, intellectual. You know, I'm, I am still conservative, but I've never tried to be, like, snobby about it. You know, and that not be conservative, they never like me either. I'm more of like an Andrew Breitbart, you know, kind of punk rock, kind of hipsterish, kind of jazz cat. Uh, and by the way, I'm I'm wearing a beret, right? Now. A, an authentic beret from France. So, you know, that that's that's very, you know, hipster, jazz cat. But, uh, anyway, folks, yeah, I mean, the fact that the media is getting pissed off about pop culture mo- media really kind of grinds my gears this week. So, you know, uh, there's that, and then I just, like I said, I can't wait for Breaking Bad. That's going to be a terrific movie. And, uh, oh, I promised I would review the, uh, the new John Coltrane album for you guys. Speaking of the, uh, you know, jazz cat thing, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm, obviously you guys can reply to me, but I am curious to know, like, if any of the listeners out there do listen to jazz music, uh, so, you know, if you do, uh, do you like it when I... I know, I, like, lots of my uh, listeners are definitely, like, rock. Do you like when I do jazz and whatnot, too? I like classical, too. Should I maybe, like, review classical? I don't know. But anyway, the the John Coltrane album, the one that just came out, if you're new to Coltrane and you're new to jazz, this is not it. 
you know, for you. But uh, if you like jazz, if you like seeing an artist just period kind of like experiment with their sound, you know, this was an unreal album, you know, called Blue World. And really experiments, you know, saxophone. And this one, you really see kind of how Coltrane went from being rough, kind of around the edges, kind of being edgy. I mean, jazz musicians, kind of like punk rockers of the the 40, 40s and 50s and early 60s, kind of see Coltrane here, or I guess here I am, go from kind of being unrefined to being uh, properly polished on this album. And it's, it sounds really great. And uh, that's kind of my album of Blue World. So uh, you can catch that on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you use to stream. It's it's only $10 on, uh, on uh, iTunes, you know, or if, if you don't do streaming music, if you still buy your albums. I actually did did buy this one outright because, you know, even though I, uh, even though I do have album music, I do like to somewhat collect, like, some of my favorite so I don't know. Uh, at $10, it's not that bad. But, uh, yeah, and then I've also been listening to a lot of Dire Straits this week. Oh my god, so much Dire Straits, and uh, Mark Knopfler, who I've always said is one of the most underrated guitarists, who's, like, really good. Like, Mark Knopfler has played with Clapton multiple times, and, you know, with, with Sting, like, he's a, he's a top-tier, like, level A guitarist, sure, but he really, I, I really don't feel like he gets as much recognition as he should. So, you know, I've been playing some of his stuff from Dire Straits. And, uh, you know, I mean, he's pretty well recognized with Dire Straits, but as a soul artist, I feel like that's really where he kind of goes unacknowledged, but he's really good. Uh, Selling to Philadelphia is a fantastic album that I recommend you all check out. That's from like 2000. I grew up listening to the album as a kid as my, when my mom would take me on road trips uh, across Colorado and across the great country. And uh, you know, that was one of the uh, that was one of those albums I grew up on. Uh, and what's what's the name of the newest album? Uh, oh, I George Holt. Oh. Uh. Party. 
offer. Where are you, Mark? Mark. Uh, okay, down the road, wherever. That's his newest album. Great album, folks. Terrific album. Uh, I highly recommend that you guys listen to it. It really is terrific. Really worth it. Uh, you know, so those are kind of my album recommendations. Full Train album, and then Mark his entire solo discography is pretty good. It's not all like Rocky does. He does rock, he also does a bit of like bluegrass too and like folk. I kind of like Scottish. Very good. You know, good drinking too. And uh I don't have any beer on me uh night or uh I guess morning podcast say but he may remedy that. So, no beer review. But, uh, anyway, folks, that just about does it for, uh, the Thursday podcast. So, I want to so very much for the show. I'll be back Saturday, and this time I will have my guest, Jimmy, from, uh, the other side of the pond on me. Now, shit, his channel, he does great political stuff. He also does great pop stuff as well so happy to have him on uh in the meantime from all of us here at studios have a uh, good day or a good evening wherever you are in the past hour god bless god save the great nation god freedom in that order and i'll see you guys saturday live stream of course then god bless so long